0: Hello and welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio, as always, by Steve Turner and Don Brock to talk all things NRL Fantasy, heading into a massive round seven. We've got injuries to discuss, we've got cash cows peaking, a few new ones on the horizon, we've got form that's up and form that's down. Uh, Boys, how'd we go last weekend?
1: Yes, CK, I got a score of 796 for the Shy squad. Um Damian Cook was my standout. He was my captain. What did he score? 73, so double points there. Um I did bring in Jai Arrow. Obviously last week Cameron Murray did in place, so I brought Jay Arrow in. He didn't score like he did the week before, and unfortunately CK and I were having a few text exchange on the weekend. We well, were speaking about the Broncos
2: winger, Jermaine Isarco, Yeah,
1: I did not play him, he scored 54.
2: Yeah, neither did I. And I didn't make 793, whatever you got either this week. But uh, yeah, reasonable week. Had Captain Cook as well. I uh, was cheering him on at the Rabbitohs Roosters game on Thursday. Uh, CK and I were also cheering on James Tedesco less successfully. We managed. 40 or
0: something? 42 despite not really doing much. Not doing okay. much,
2: but that's that's what you get from Teddy. So, um, yeah, reasonable week. A lot of injuries this week that I've mostly managed to avoid, so fingers crossed that happens again. Yeah,
0: 771 for me. I copped a few dud scores, although I did enjoy Captain Cook's uh, 73, and uh, unlike Zap, who didn't play Jermaine Izarko, I just flat out sold him, <laughs> so that was great timing by myself. Um, let's tear into some team changes. Starts off on Thursday night with the Dogs up against the Roosters. Um, dogs are unchanged. The Roosters are uh, pretty much unchanged, other than Reese Robinson being dropped. He was very much a low-end cash cow as it was, but that means uh, Mitchell do not buy Orbison, goes back into the <laughs> centres. Uh, anything of interest here?
2: Uh, at the Dogs, uh, Fatima Marin is still um, having a great season, 71 on the weekend. Um, Moses Zembeye got another score in the 40s. Um, yep. I reckon he's probably underrated as a fantasy buyer just because of that mm. uh, minus uh kicked seven one. goals last week too, Yeah, so that helped. And he's kicking in general place. Ike, okay, you've got a story. Up today, to up com. today, yeah, yeah. 300 and
0: something kick meters, which yeah. is another 15, 17 points just from that.
2: Yeah, exactly. The most kick meters of any non-half in the comp Correct. this year, so good, good base stats from him. So he's you know good for 40, 45 points a game with the odd huge game, so not a bad bite. at fullback if you want one. Yeah, the Roosters, I guess Ryan Madison's the the talk of the town at the moment. Um, a couple of 70 plus scores in the last two weeks. Um, He's, he's scoring a lot of tries which helps so I think without tries he's averaging 40 in those three games. Uh, in the games where he scored tries he's averaging 70 so yeah I mean if the tries keep coming the scores will keep coming. I don't know if he's a keeper if the tries dry up. What do we think?
1: Well, he's available in the 5'8 position yeah, too so him. that helps. Um, playing 80 minutes yeah. Um, helps, Yeah, he's making a lot of tackles for a back row, yeah. averaging what 93 run metres, 37 tackles he's averaging but you know a few meat pies are certainly helping him but The option to have him available in the 5'8 position, I think, helps his value and helps fantasy coaches if um, they're looking to bring Ryan Madison into their side this week.
0: Well, for sure, had a p- few problems with obviously Cleary getting injured, you know, Sean Johnson, missed Mr. Games, been a few yep. issues in the halves, so he could potentially be a great stopgap for a few coaches there. Uh, moving on to the Warriors and the Dragons. Um, Warriors, few injury issues. Solomon Carter is actually named in the centers. We thought he was gonna be out for a month, so we're just gonna see what happens there. Uh, Simon Mannering, a, a fantasy gun of years gone by, getting to the point where he's available at a fair discount from last year. This is his first starting game, but he is playing edge back row rather than lock where he scores yep. most of his points, so probably still a bit of a steer clear on him at the moment. Um, Toru Harris doing great things for my team at the moment. Yeah,
2: I think the the mannering uh, effect might have a bit of an impact on other forwards in the
0: Warriors. We were mm. talking about that before. Just uh, Tavanga potentially, who people are looking at. Like it just that, depends right? on his
1: mi- uh, minutes as well. Like He's obviously been playing limited minutes the last yeah. couple of weeks, and you'd expect... Now that he is starting and being a senior player, his minutes will—you'd like to think—will rise,
2: especially on the edge. You think he'll play eighty pretty? Yeah. Pretty and once he's
1: available? What eight hundred and four um, k?
2: So he dropped what forty-one from last week. Yeah, and should still drop again. I think. I like think even. Yeah. Um, so it's a wait and see there. Yeah, but a bit a bit of a scare maybe for other Warriors forwards if you're looking at buying him uh, this year. Sean Johnson's still going great, and Tomo Harris probably a probably a keeper.
0: Yeah, I think is uh, probably safe over there on that right edge, regardless of what Mannering does. Um, look at the Dragons. We've been saying the same thing every mm. week, but they're unchanged again, and their forwards are all sharing the fantasy points around again. The halves are sharing the fantasy points between each other. Um, Hugh and Aitken can't stop scoring tries. If he does stop, he'll probably take a dip in his scoring, but he's going in the 40s, which is great for a centre.
2: Yeah, Aitken and Latrell Mitchell at the Roosters are the only two centres to score more than 40 points a game. Yeah. So far this year, which is what you want out of a the keeper, there's just not a lot of choice so far um, for yeah. centers. So they're both good, but as you say, uh, Aikens scored pretty much a try a game, and I mean he could keep that up. Who knows? But it's hard for going? a center to score 25 tries in a year or something like that. Yeah. So well, it almost seems that um,
1: when we talk about the Dragons, is Someone standing out each week. It's yeah. you know, obviously Dufty had an exceptional game last week. You know, we've seen Gareth Whittap have high scores, we've seen some of the back rows. we've seen Cam McInnes. So yeah, it's like their form on the field. Everyone's contributing and everyone's contributing kind of in the fantasy space as well.
0: <laughs> yep. Jump over to the uh, the Broncos and the Storm. Broncos, like you mentioned at the top, Zach. Jermaine Izako. we thought it peaked, peak, but he's got another kick-along after a 50-plus score last week, so keep riding that way for anyone who's on there. Um, Andrew McCulloch, a, a little bit of a dip. Um, Jack Bird coming into the halves keeps cutting Nicarima out of the team. Don't know if that affects too much fantasy-wise. To beat a Pangai Jr. only a, a very small stint, um, mm. 30-odd minutes last week, which is a bit of a worry.
2: Yeah, people are looking at selling Pangai this week, potentially. I think he might have some more, you know, a bit like Azarco, If he has one good score, it, it'll bump his score up for the yeah. next few weeks. So, uh, yeah, no harm in holding there. Jack Bird and jo- Jordan are there's two interesting ones this week, I think. Bird only scored 40 odd maybe low 40s but if he does stay in the halves which is a big if they've got Nicarima there yeah. um that we're just talking about how few centers are consistent this year he could be one of them he's available in center obviously in fantasy so if he scores what 43 45 points a game that's great for a center in fantasy so um, we don't know yet you know he's only played one game at 58 he's been named there again this week if it works again you know if they start winning with him at 6 maybe he stays there all season. I don't know. It's probably too early to call.
1: Well, I think obviously the Jaden Sewell factor is the injury to Matt Gillett last yeah. week, obviously with a neck injury. And, you know, Jaden Sewell, I'm just stats, he had six tackle breaks last week. Um, you know, he had, what, 11 runs for 98 metres coming off the bench. So, you know, he, there's a big hole left there with, you know, Gillett um, being injured now, like the work rate that he does. You've got obviously Alex Glenn, Corbin Sims, you know, Jaden Sewell, Tavita Pangai Jr. there. The workload's going to be balanced, but. Um, Jaden Sewell is certainly an option CK mm. now from, as you say, to you know, make a little bit of money because you, you'd imagine he's going to be playing a little bit more football now, with um, especially with Gillette being out. Yeah.
0: I wonder if he ends up actually starting in the back row rather yeah. than Corbin Sims, who we've traditionally seen playing uh, in the middle. I think he was named to start last Tuesday and then went back
2: to the bench when they actually kicked off, um, but then was so good off the bench. So yeah. 60 points, and he looked great. He played 49 great. minutes too. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been weird this year. So. His average has been, like, he's pretty cheap because his average has been yeah. bad before Before last week. So the week before, he played 70 minutes against Newcastle and only scored 19 fantasy points, which is a bit of a scare. Made a lot of mm. missed tackles rather than tackle breaks. Um, his earlier games, he got 10 and 28. So, yeah, so I don't know if the 60 is just a one-off that he's not going to do again or if this is mm. the new normal now that he's, you know, he's improving as a young player. he's going to move into the starting side, maybe. Um, and he's, break, he's got a negative break-even. Yeah. It's cheap, he's off, coming off a big score. So, in the short term he'll make money, he just needs to keep scoring pretty well to consistently make money. So, mm. I don't know, do we think it's a risk? or a? I think it's certainly he the a risk. The like
0: you said, 19 points in 70 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's actually very similar total tackles and total run meters that game to the, the 60 points that he scored, yeah. but he, has, he replaced a bag of missed tackles with a bag of tackle breaks, tackle breaks, and, and, breaks and a try. try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, if he keeps that up he'll be great. I think it's probably now or never, um, yep. Potentially he's got, the like you said, the negative break even, so if you want to jump on I think now's the time. Um, let go on to the Storm. We've had quite a few questions about uh, Curtis Scott who's dropped an absolute ton of cash um, and finally got a, a decent score with a couple of line breaks. He got 42 last week. Um, Cameron Smith seems to be something like back to normal now that he's shaken off that leg injury and he's back to, to kicking and running. A little yep. bit more, otherwise um, I think the only change is Will Chambers coming back from suspension in place of young Tonema Pierre at the uh, the other centre spot.
2: Yeah, So sorry, Zap, I've jumped in on you there. Um, Curtis Scott's an interesting one. I hadn't really thought about him until you mentioned him this week, CK. His he's, price has dropped a lot. He's got a low-ish break even, about 20 I think. Yeah. And last year he was great uh, for the Storm. Um, I was looking at his numbers, he's kind of down on everything this year, so He had a dozen tackles a game last year, and that's a bit down this year. Four tackle breaks a game, and he's had about two a game this year. Just one try so far this season. Had uh, five tries in ten games last season. So, if he can get back to that, and obviously the Storm have been not quite at their best, and they can get, you know, they can improve. So, the potential's there. But who knows? He's going to be another thirty-point center like so many others that we have already this season.
1: I think one of the things I've I've noticed with the Storm this year, and I think, and I see K did a stat attack on it a couple of weeks ago speaking about the storm back five yeah they've had so many negative stats to storm back five you know like you know errors you know missed tackles and i think that's been a big contributor to the way the storms unfortunately played you know they haven't on the weekend they completed at 87 percent but prior to that i think their best completion rate for the season was around the 70 percent so and i know ck they'll they're prior to that game on the weekend, their their back five has been one of the worst back fives to start the season when it comes to errors and those negative stats so and I think before a ball was even kicked we spoke about the outside backs of the Storm why not too many of them are picked up by fantasy coaches is because the fact that they don't really have I suppose have that explosiveness or give you that explosiveness and those stats that come with being an um, outside back. So, um, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I look at maybe the potential of why um, Curtis Scott's numbers are down is purely on the fact yep. that there's been you know, a lot of negative stats that have come out of the Storms' back five.
0: Yeah, quite a few errors. It wasn't just the wingers, Curtis Scott. Curtis Scott's were mostly on attacks. There's probably quite a few missed opportunities yep. there in, in the early rounds. And I noticed as well, he plays on the left, whereas uh, the Cooper Cronk, absence on the right is on Will Chambers' side, so that shouldn't be affecting him Mm. too negatively. He gets um, Munster and a bit of Billy Slater on that side to sort of hopefully inspire a few more attacking stats. In the coming weeks, um, we'll jump ahead to the, uh, who are we up to? The Rabbitohs and the Raiders. Um, Rabbitohs, Sort of turn a bit of a corner. Pretty impressive. They're yeah. props going forward. We've talked about Damien Cook already doing great things. Certainly get captaincy option at the moment. Um, Richie Kenner, uh, not a great score. We we're <laughs> waiting for him to come back from that uh, hammy uh, strain and didn't get too involved. Um, thoughts on the Rabbitohs?
2: Yeah, hopefully Kenner gets a try or two against Canberra. He's in my squad uh, at the moment. Uh, Sam Burgess back from suspension. Yep. Uh, He's now dual position. He's been playing prop, so he's available at prop as well in fantasy. Could be a good buy. Um, Plays in the first buy round as well, Um, the Rabbitohs. So yeah, he's an interesting option. Um, Dwayne here on the bench is a sell for those who haven't sold him already. Um, Yeah, not much else.
1: And obviously Cameron Murray's named in the reserves bench. He missed last week with that hamstring strain. I suppose it's a matter of how if he is good to go like if he is good to go you'd almost imagine he would come into the the 17-man squad but
2: um know, yeah, yeah. a hamstring I mean, injury yeah. that would you know is it yeah. too w- early to risk he played off the bench in round one coming back from an yeah, injury round as one, well yes. so yeah. they might do the similar thing yeah this time if he if he makes the 17.
1: and yeah you know, when playing against what who they're playing against the raiders a big forward pack is it worth carrying adam yeah. dewey the half on the bench if he is he got no game time last yeah. week um if Cam Murray is fine, you'd almost uh, be risking to bring him into the squad.
0: Even if you're just playing for 30 off the bench, yeah, just to give him a bit of help. In the middle, um, people are talking about selling him, I think he's an absolute hold for sure. Murray Um, definitely yeah. Yeah absolutely so have a look at the Raiders unchanged unsurprisingly after two straight wins um not a great deal going on fantasy wise other than those who are holding Silva Havili enjoying some price rises. Yeah Havili's minutes have gone up in the last few weeks I think he played about 70 the last
2: two weeks so.
1: The Sam Williams injury has helped
2: I think Havili. Yeah probably has playing more game time. Um, so he's he's scoring a few 40s now which is handy you know at least in your bench and um, Still making money, so good news there. Um, yeah, the Dragons, the, Dragons, the Raiders' centres always kind of um, look tempting as fantasy buys and I've got Kroker in my team. you got got yeah, So, <laughs> What did he get last week? About 40 or something? He did, yeah. yes. He got yeah. about 40. So, you know, they should be good. I mean, Croker and Leilora last year were the best two centres or the year before. They're, before they're usually yeah. really solid centre options, so they just need to get a bit of a move on or, or get the odd huge score to bump that. Papali
1: up. was good, obviously coming off the, yeah. um, the bench. I spoke with CK before our fantasy review show on Monday, talking about you know the impact of some of the players over the weekend, you know what they provided off the bench, and um, Papali was one of them. What I think he scored around fifty yep. in about thirty, odd, 30 odd minutes. Thirty odd minutes. So um, he obviously was sent back to reserve grade the week before and performed on the field and in fantasy. So um, you know yeah, all yeah you come fantasy
0: back players getting dropped though. Like no, this. not
1: at <laughs> all. But um, yeah, look, the Raiders were um, yeah. Saliva Avili has been exceptional. I've got him in my side, and I think the Sam Williams injury has certainly helped. Yep. Um, he's. More as you say, play more minutes and get more points um, from a fantasy
0: perspective. Before we head up the next game, a quick reminder that the NRL Fantasy League is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more information. Now the uh, the Tigers and the Knights, they head up to Tamworth for a bit of regional footy, which is always great to see. Tigers, oh, I was out there at, uh, at Lotto Land on Sunday. My word, they are impressive. Their halves absolutely on fire. Um, Benji, two tries in a score in the the 60s Luke Brooks back-to-back 70s if you can believe that I can't Mm -hmm. even believe I'm saying it (laughs) Um, Robbie Rocco unfortunately didn't have to make too many tackles as the Tigers dominated the ball so he only got 20 Um, Corey Thompson maybe just about peaked as well with a a quietish score of 27 for some reason scores a lot better on the wing than he does at fullback so far this year
2: yeah I'm really looking forward to this game you know I'm a Knights fan and uh, the Tigers like a lot of people I think is I'm my second favourite team they've been great um, yeah. the defence has been amazing but they've they've learned to attack as well in the last yeah. you know, few weeks they were great on the weekend um, Yeah, Luke Brooks is just, as you say I mean people are talking about him for origin um, with a straight face <laughs> <laughs> a year a year, ago, a year ago that wouldn't have you know, happened. He's got back to back seventies. But what's been, I don't know, Can amazing, he?
1: like impressive. Luke Brooks, his running. Game. I'm just looking yeah. at his stats. He's averaging what 105.8 running meters yeah, per great. game. For so a halfback, for a halfback, it's exceptional. Yeah, and you want you just see, he just looks so much calmer now. Obviously, you know Benji, the senior head there, just. Yeah, he's a lot more controlled now, Benji, and you know Luke's obviously been able to do um, his thing. His kicking game's been exceptionally. You know, he's forcing dropouts, and that was one of the um, big bonuses for fantasy this year was scoring points off the back of a half or number nine, you know, forcing a repeat set. So yeah, look, the um, the tigers have been exceptional. He's got four tries, his three line breaks, six six offloads this year, and. Yeah, yep. two impressive scores over the last couple of weeks. There's
0: nothing fluky about what he's doing. Like it's all really, he's just confident, and it's like it's not there's one or two random hundred meter line breaks. Like he's really taking on the line with a lot of confidence and, and making it count.
2: In saying all that, are you considering him as a fantasy buyer at,
0: at all? Absolutely
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy to you know go safe with the established DCEs, and yeah. those guys who are still a lot more expensive than. Uh, then Brooks what's he 670 odd so he's still he's still pretty cheap um, but yeah before the 270s he was scoring in the 30s which is his usual kind of ballpark figure for fantasy so if it goes back to that he's not really worth having um, certainly as a kid.
1: He's averaging 46 in fantasy at the moment. Yeah right? I know I know well what are you thinking about it? No
2: <laughs> but if, you're clutching, if you're clutching you're going for Luke Brooks yeah i mean if you need a, a cut price option and you yeah. want to gamble
0: he's yeah. not even that cut price anymore he's up to s- high 600s just compared yeah. to that. compared to sean johnson and Daly cherry evans yeah i mean yeah. it's only what two or three years ago we were laughing at a you know perennial bench utility ben hunt suddenly being the most expensive yeah. player fantasy and thinking that was a giant fluke and then it turns out it wasn't he just right. needed his chance and his confidence yeah, and indeed. he did He's kicked on since then, so maybe this is the, the making of Brooksy. Um, the Knights, a little bit uh, disappointing results-wise. Last week, um, Callum Pong is still scoring plenty of points even when he doesn't get those huge flashy highlight reels, which is really encouraging. Um, Slade Griffin break even 42 this week. I reckon he's just about ready to sell. Um, and Brock Lamb dropped for Jack Cogger in the halves.
2: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how Cogger goes uh, this week. They've got a few options in the halves with you know, Watson injured at the moment as well. Um, yeah, Aiden Guerra's been the other really consistent yeah. bla- player. Um, I feel like nobody's bought him, no one's going to buy him, even though he keeps scoring 50 points every week.
0: Plenty of tackles as well, yeah. which is...
2: The
1: last couple of weeks, the other back row, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's been great. Yeah, he got 54 last week with a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his running games outstanding as well. He runs those really great lines, um, and he'll keep scoring tries all yeah. season. Yeah, he
1: scored what yeah. a try in the last. He scored a try in the last two games for the Knights. Running four off and Calum six Polley, games yeah. this year,
0: and he got eight in fourteen last year or something. So yeah, there's nothing fluky about that either. Um, alrighty, heading on to the Cowboys up against the Titans at one three hundred smiles. Cowboys, few problems at the Cowboys fantasy wise. Jason Tamalolo has certainly hit for He Got um, eighty one. Uh, Jonathan Thurston. I think probably getting to the point of being an urgent sell. He's round 270. He's looking a a long time ago and a a bit of a one-off. Not much else doing there fantasy-wise.
2: Yeah, Tom Lolo's the big question. Um, People are very excited about him this week after that 81. His break-even's pretty low. If he goes back to scoring 50s, then this is probably as cheap as he gets all season. um, I think it's still a bit of an if. I think there's... A question mark. Three of his scores out of six games have been in the 30s, so he's got 68, then 38, 30, then 52, and then 38, and then the 81. Mm. So there's no real consistency there. It's
0: good scores basically all at home as well.
2: Oh yeah, yeah good point. Um Yeah so I mean we've talked about before that last year was kind of a you know just a spectacular season for him stats wise with uh, the Cowboys down on trips in the forward pack. So. He won't hit those heights again. Those heights were 62 points a game, so even if yeah. it's 55, then he's a keeper. But, um, yeah, it's hard to know if, if he'll do that. I mean, uh, John McLean's out uh, for another what, couple, couple of months, months or yeah. something, so he's still the, the main man. Um, but it was just so
1: evident last year, wasn't it, of, the, of Tal Malolo? Like he's, yeah, he just dominated. As like you know. say, like he gets a score of 81, but I think because of what we saw last year with Tamalolo, the explosiveness, the you know the plus 200 metre games, you know, almost carried, pretty much carried that side to the grand final, and you know, an 81, you're not complaining if you've got an 81. And it could have been more, it,
2: yeah, like, yeah, he missed a try but it's by. just,
1: it's funny, like he scores well, he's taking fancy, but you watch it on the field, and people are saying, oh, we need more from Taumalolo, like, yeah. Yeah, how much more can he do? Because they're flat as attack, yeah, the yeah. Cowboys at the moment.
0: He's basically. Bottomed out price wise, he's about 130k cheaper than he was. So, I mean, it's not urgent to buy him if you want him, but it's probably about as cheap as he's going to get you. Yeah, I mean,
2: there's no real risk. The, the only risk is that he ends up averaging, what, 48 or something rather than 55, yeah. and then he's a bit below the the real keepers. Um, the upside is he could go back to something like last year and be amazing. You know, if he gets, if he can get an 80 every few weeks, then that's awesome. And he could have got 90 or 100 if he had that, yeah, that try awarded um, on the weekend. So, so who knows? But yeah, the consistency isn't there so far this season. Cohen Hess is obviously. Yeah, he's um, been really good.
1: He has been good. What, averaging 52? I think he had two scores in the 80s early in the mm. season against the Storm and the Panthers. I think it may have been. Sure, let's go with that. Um, <laughs> I forget. I, I think it may have been, but yeah, obviously um, averaging 52, he's been what 103 run metres per game. Um, he's been, he's been good this year for the the cows. But yeah, the Cowboys in
2: general obviously need to lift. That was. A bit of an embarrassing loss to the Bulldogs last yeah, night. Yeah, I right. don't
0: think uh, the fans would have seen that one coming. Let's move along to the uh, Titans, who are pretty uh, relevant to fantasy in mm. a, a lot of ways. Um, they've lost Santa Dale Copley and also Hooker Nathan Peets for three, four, five weeks apiece. Um, Philip Sammy, who's actually been a, a real sort of under the mm-hmm. radar cash cow this year, he slides into the, the centres and um, Tyron Roberts-Davis comes in on the wing. Mitch Rain, who's nice and cheap, comes into the, uh, the hooking role and he's probably, if he gets four plus weeks, uh, a really tempting cash down option for someone like a, a Slade Griffin if people are looking to sell.
2: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting option. So, Pete's, I think the official word is four to six weeks. Um, that's, that's the real. You know, yeah. factor for for Mitreane. So if Mitrain gets six weeks, he's probably going to play eighty minutes uh, at yep. hooker. Um, he's done that before and scored in the high forties. I think he scored forty three yep. points a game in his five games at uh, Penrith last year, but they weren't all eighty minutes. So yeah, he can he can give you good points and a lot of um, price rises. He's been a bit of a, a bench player so far this season. So. Yeah, the big question is if Pete's comes back early, like in three weeks, then rain's not worth it and his yeah. scores will drop quickly when he goes back to the bench. So that's that's the one risk. I don't know if we have any better information on, on what Pete's um, return date will be. Rib cartilage, is it rib cartilage? rib cartilage, yeah. yeah. Said yeah. It, so it's basically pain management yeah. rather than anything else. And he said it's the most painful injury he's had. And the thing for yeah. Pete is
1: with origin around the corner, well, how much it. does he want to see? How much... He will so get back as soon yeah, as possible. Get He'll back get as soon as out. possible because yeah. he is the incumbent, but there's certainly plenty of number nines yeah. in my opinion playing better football than yeah. Nathan Pete's. Well, I'm a huge
0: Pete's fan, but I think Origin's probably already over for him. He's a best case he's got two games back and you look at how Corraso, McKinnis, yeah. and, and Damian cool. Cook yeah. are going. Um, I think Mitch
1: Rain's what 358 k. So. Yeah, so pretty
2: cheap for us for an eighty minute. Yeah. Record, yeah, which we expect him to be for a, a
0: month at least. Yeah. So if Mitch Rain plays six games at sixty five minutes plus, he'll make two hundred grand yeah. easily. But like you said, the risk is if he plays, plays three, three weeks of sixty minutes and then goes then back to twenty minutes off the bench. Then yeah that's that's a little bit of a gamble yeah Um, Jayara the other talking point there only 38 last week but named this week after overcoming back spasms so fingers crossed he's fine Um, the Eels up against the Seagulls both teams who are pretty underwhelming Mm. um, last week a lot of problems in both camps in terms of injuries and form Um, Eels have named a few comebacks they got uh, Jared Hain back on the wing Brad Takarangi early from a a fractured eye socket back in the centers Um, they've lost Bevan French, who probably wasn't right with that shoulder injury last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kirasomi Elva's out for a couple of weeks. Nathan Brown's still not back. Um, Teppai Moroa too, pretty bad head knocks last week, so he's out as well. Um, David Gower, who I have to admit, I've seen a bit of wenty this year and he's (laughs) been their best player all year. Um, Probably a, a stronger team, despite losing a few to injuries last week, but not a whole lot doing from a fantasy point of view.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Clint Gutherson is probably the one possible he was it, the only positive for the exactly yeah, like yeah, last yeah. week. Yeah, but he scored forty. I think he got forty. So if he can do that every week or a bit better, then you know that's mm. uh, keeper worthy. Um, yeah, I mean he's been good for a while in fantasy last year. He was great. So fingers crossed he can keep that up and the Eels can improve in general. But apart from him and Nathan Brown, when he gets back, yeah, not a lot of. Great
1: There's not a lot of. Yeah, yeah, they just need to improve or they, yeah, just, yeah. they just need to win. CK as a Parramatta fan they for just, yourself. They, to win. they need to find a win and um,
2: this week's surely a chance. Well I think
0: it's almost it, like I've both clubs week, yeah.
1: just backs against the war mentalities. Yeah, yeah me? definitely.
0: They do have um, Greg Lesiel, the tackle-busting mm. young winger, back from injury in uh, his first game back from injury in reserve grade this week, so look out for him to debut, I think, sooner rather than later, given how badly they're missing Semi-Rodradra's uh, kick returns. And yeah, they need some points, yes. Badly. All right, the Seagulls um, didn't go too great last week, but still got some decent fantasy scores. The uh, the Travoyevich brothers both uh, scored okay. Cherry Evans still got a few. Um, Apikorosau made a trillion tackles in the middle and pumped out uh, 64 mostly in defensive stats and uh, Jack Gojewski I think we're running with. Gojewski? I think that is the name.
1: Um, Gojewski. Gojewski. Gojewski.
0: Um, 36 which is nice because I sold Jermaine Izarko for him. So.
2: Oh you did buy him, <laughs> yeah. So he's, we talked about uh, Rain and Jane Sewer as cash cows this week. I think he's the other one. Yep. Um, yeah not as flashy because he only scored in the 30s but um, yeah, almost could have had a try. The Marty be yeah. offload. Yeah, exactly. very close. Yeah, but he played big minutes. Did he play 80? I feel did like he, he, played he made 80. Yeah. Uh His job security looks pretty good. Um, I mean, you'd want them to be not performing like they did generally last week, but yeah. if they, um, yeah, go back to winning games. Um, his job security looks pretty good. So if he gets yeah scores in the 30s, or around 40 for a while, he should make good money. I don't mind him as a cash cow this week.
1: Well, RP Corriss, how good's RP been? He's been good. 64. Yeah. CK and I spoke about it. Trent brought took him off the field with 15 to go and took put um, Matthew Wright on there. So you know, that 64 could have been yeah well Not towards road, yeah. 70, 75, possibly 80. Um, but you look at the stats for Manly, they'll pretty bad last week, what, 39% of the ball, 11 errors, they just, mm. it was 25%, 25 to 75% at half time, so.
0: Well their second possession came in the 17th minute, they had one set and <laughs> they didn't incredible. touch the ball again until the 17th minute, which, I mean, you can't win footy games doing that. Um, alrighty, Sharks and the Panthers. Sharks uh, seem to be changing their fullback basically every week now. I <laughs> uh, don't know. If that's the if I did say finish. last week yeah. Matty yeah.
1: Moorham was their best on yeah. one option. He's had a change of heart on that. Yes, yeah. yeah. yes.
0: So I'm um, assuming Val Holmes is back to fullback this week. We'll see how we go. Um, that means Jesse Raymond into the centres. Um, Trent Hopkinson is probably one of their better players, despite a few defensive frailties. Is out of the team. Mors is back in the halves. Andrew Fafita named, um, I'd love him to play because he's in my team. You'd have to think he's long odds given his uh, knee injury last week. Uh, Luke Lewis also named uh, Gallon and Wade Graham. I'd say definitely out, but Wade Graham's in the reserves list. I'm not sure if that's just due to a shortage of names they can put in the Yeah, maybe it's that. Moment, but yeah. um, yeah, we've got uh, Scott Sorensen's first game of the year, Kurt Dillon's second game of the year, and uh, Jack Williams and Braden Ueli in the reserves both the chance of, uh, well, Jack Williams will be NRL debut, Ueli would be club debut if they end up playing for Lewis and or for Fafita.
2: Yeah, the Fafita news is much better than it could have been. It was sounding like an ACL yeah.
0: when it happened on uh,
2: Friday night, and then. Um not that. Uh, Flanagan said the next day it could be one week, it could be it could be a month, and then turns out they've named him this week, so it could be zero weeks, who knows. Um, I would guess he probably doesn't play, but either way, yeah, good news that it's only going to be short-term. Um, yeah, there's a lot of injuries to big-name players, but none of them are going to be long-term enough for the guys replacing them to make a lot of cash in yeah. fantasy, so I think it's a lot less fantasy-relevant than we thought it might be when all those injuries hit him uh, in their game last week. Oh, well, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it's just. It's
1: almost. The Sharks, you almost got to try and avoid at the moment, I think, with the chopping yeah. and changing of their, their, back, their back line, the chopping and changing of their one. We've seen Moylan there, we've seen Val there, we've seen you know, Dugan's obviously back there again this week. And, you know, I think the reason Dugan's there, obviously, because Hodkinson's been put to the reserves, moved Matty Moylan into six. There's a lot of. It's obviously, there's still a lot of talk around whether the coach's son will get a yeah. potential um, chance this year and um, obviously not on the radar yet but it's probably Yeah, who knows. yeah well, a big decision for the coach to um, bring your own young bike into play yeah. first grade.
2: I was going to say if Dugan stays at fullback then he goes back to being a great buy for fantasy for the centres again yeah. you know there aren't a lot of good um, scoring centres in fantasy this year but that's the risk that, that Flanagan's son comes in plays at Five-eighth pushes Moylan back to number one, so we can't rule that out. Um, uh, yeah, if they struggle in the next few weeks, there's every chance that happens, they give him a shot. so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a wait and see for the Sharks in general.
0: Yeah, I was hoping um, young Kurt Dillon might be a bit of an option because he was in last week before they got all those injuries mm-hmm. and potentially silly for feeders ruled out he might start. I think he yeah. was only 18 points in 50-odd minutes um, last week, which isn't really all that encouraging, but um, given he's very much the next cab off the rank in that forward pack. Well, Paul
1: Gallen and CK and Dom, are we selling or are we holding?
0: I think you have to sell. He's out for a, how long? A few weeks? At least four weeks, yeah. And he hasn't been super consistent yeah. Anyway, he uh, was coming off one good score before he got that injury affected eight. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm pretty trade happy at this time of the <laughs> season. <so laughs> I think it's uh, <laughs> time to go. All right. Uh, last but not least, the Panthers. Um, Dylan Watanis-Lesniak, back a little bit earlier than expected, named on the wing for Josh Mansour, who's out for probably at least a month with a, a fractured cheekbone, unfortunately. Corey harawer um does a bit of a switcheroo with Isaiah Yo, who goes back to the uh, the second row. A Little bit down uh, score-wise, Vilyami Kikau and James Fisher-Harris, who've both been fantastic this year, making plenty of cash. Um, a lot of people selling Merrin for Fisher-Harris in, in recent weeks, I've had him for a while. Uh, price rises probably not over but slowed down a bit on the back of that 36.
2: Yeah and Merrin and Fisher-Harris are both now uh, dual position players after playing in the front row uh, and at lock at the start of the season so that's convenient if you have them. Uh, Fisher-Harris is the better one to have. As you mentioned uh, Dylan Edwards has been really good at fullback um, and will probably be a keeper there for those who have got him already. Um, Otherwise yeah not a lot happening at Petra. Jimmy
1: Maloney how good's he going?
2: Yeah. Take
0: it
1: all back. Still Um, negative. 67 last week. I think CK and I touched earlier, but he still had like, as you say, a lot of negative points. Seven missed tackles. I think he had 12 missed last week. but 18 runs, 211 meters. He only had nine. He had nine kicks of the ball for 200 kick meters.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. I think what earlier and only a few weeks ago he had a a game where he kicked like 400, almost 500 meters. So um, he's almost worth. I, I looked at him last week. honestly looked at yeah. Jimmy Maloney last week to bring him in my side, but yeah. I didn't have enough cash. Oh, I picked him up. Him you um, did?
2: Yeah, after nice. that first big saw, just as a gamble, you know. Um, hoping that he does this once in a while, and he's done it twice in pretty quick time. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that he keeps happening. But I don't know if you've missed the... His radar boot's been good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: true. It's, all right. um, it's still negative break even, but you'd have to think. He's made, what, $100? Almost better part of 200k yeah. already. I don't know how much more. Yeah, I can and know.
2: it's really all or nothing. It's either one of those games where he just is untouchable and scores
0: 60, or he's your 20, 20. <laughs> 20.
2: So mm. the missed tackles are going to be there every week. There'll probably be errors. His penalties, I think he's cut out his penalties a lot. Penalties this year.
0: are down. Missed tackles haven't gone anywhere. Yeah,
2: I think he's had the most missed tackles by a long way this season. Yeah, in the and comp. But that's what you're getting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays when uh, Cleary comes back later in the season. Which, which is. isn't
0: now all that far away. It's probably what. Yeah. Four or six weeks mm. still, but yeah. Mm. Um, let's get into some questions, shall we? Start off with uh, with Dylan 1850. Should I trade out Slade Griffin or Pango Jr. this week? Got a bit of cash spare. Looking at Madison, Tamalolo, Toru Harrison, Jake Trevojevic. Um I'm probably selling Slade Griffin this week.
2: Yeah, I think I agree. I've got those two as well. I think Griffin probably goes first. pango Jr. is one of those guys who can, you know, hit one big score on any given week so yeah. hopefully he gets another one and uh, bumps his price along a bit more out of those four he wants to buy um, yeah Tohu Harris has been really good um, Jake Turbo also very safe so I'd go one of those two I yeah I agree and I think
1: you could almost chuck Madison you know, they're 80 minute players and as I touched on earlier that Madison can be in the can play, in yeah, the play, play in halves, yeah effectively play in the halves so you know if you're looking to trade out as say, Slade Griffin Three of those four are 80-minute players, so they're going to give you more points.
0: Uh, Alessandro Toloka asks, are Petter and Richie Kenner both sells, and if so, for who? Petter um, he's probably almost peaked, but he's actually still one of the better averaging yeah. centres in, in such a problematic position. I don't really see any rush to get rid of him. I'd be holding him if I had him. I think he's growing he in the th- mid-30s, which yeah. is about as good as it gets, apart
2: from those one or two guys we mentioned, um, Mitchell and Aitken, who are... Aikens scoring heaps of tries, so yep. um, unless you want to upgrade to one of those guys, which is not a huge points upgrade anyway, I'd probably just hold Hickey until an obvious replacement comes along.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think um, the centre, you say centres are hard to come by unless you've got a, a centre like a croaker that kicks goals for you. Mm. Um, that's but even he hasn't a... scored much. No, exactly. So mm. I'd be looking to hold Hickey, and as you said, CK, you just want to see a couple of more tries from Richie Kenner to... His mm. uh, score and price
0: up, but it's you could put him in your non-playing reserves. And yeah, even if he, his price goes nowhere for a month, he'll get a couple more tries at some point, like we saw with Jermaine Ozarko on the weekend. Yep. Uh, Chris Woody eighty-seven asks, is Slade Griffin to Jazz Tavunga a bad move? Um, worried about Griffin now that Jack Cogger is in and Mannering may take minutes from Jazz. Um, we'll say Griffin. I don't think Cogger's the worry. I think the fact that Levi's now yeah. playing is the worry um, and his break even's gone up but I, I think like we said he's probably a sell but um, yeah we as we touched on earlier Mannering may take minutes from, Griff, from, uh, from Jazz. Exactly yeah
2: so uh, Levi's taking minutes off Griffin and yeah with Mannering there
0: I'd be a bit worried
2: about as we said earlier. Buying any of those Warriors uh, forwards apart from Harris
0: this week? Um, Lincoln Sibley asks, do you think Curtis Scott will be a keeper this season? Seems to be value at the moment. We did talk about him a bit earlier. His price has dropped a, a massive amount. We saw him last year just explode onto the scene. He was averaging, I think, over 50 for a while, just yep. tackle breaks and tries every single week. Hasn't really looked like that this week until... So this year, sorry, until a little bit uh, on the weekend just gone. Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying maybe. Yeah, I'm no.
1: a, I'm a maybe. I think just the fact that, um, as we said, like just so error yeah you know, error errors from their storm back five have really yeah. hurt their fantasy scores and you know as you say he's dropped considerable amount of cash and they haven't performed like yeah you know, they, were, they were good last week the storm um but you want to but they're not think, where they were last no week. not at all yeah. um and yeah there's obviously been a few team changes yeah you know, Riley jacks was sound last yeah. weekend but um yeah, for yeah I'm not too sure yeah either.
2: I think they'll improve like yeah. we all expect Melbourne to Get better than they are right now. Um, they'll work out what they're doing with the half with the halfback role long term at some point. Um, so there will be more chances for the outside back. So I think he'll improve. I don't know if it'll be enough to score f- more than 40 points a game and be a, a keeper, but um, he's great value now. So if you if you're confident, he'll um, turn that, his fortune yeah, around. Now, and now, now the week now's the week to do it. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, Killian Amini is asking, is Tamalolo back? Should I trade Gallon out for Faitala Mariner, and should I drop Cooper Kronk? Um, I think the Kronk answer is pretty easy. Yeah, yeah let's it, answer them different. backwards,
2: yeah. Kronk yeah. out, yes. <laughs> uh, Faitala Mariner, I don't know, I think he may have missed the boat. Yeah, I don't think, I he's think a, so, yeah. I don't think he's a keeper. He's made heaps of money already, so I think look for a yeah one of the real big guns. Travojevic or, yeah.
0: yeah. Any of I those agree. guys, uh, Tamalolo back, I don't know. That's discuss. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Bowden uh, playing draft league and have Daniel Alvaro ranked fourth best front rower and continues to dominate even from the bench. Do you think this will continue even from the bench? Well he's sort of gone back and forth and hasn't yeah, really I don't think it 's mattered. yeah
2: i think he's, I think he's been good um, yeah. we, we mentioned we kind of skipped him, I said Gutherson and Nathan Brown are the only two good uh, fantasy players at the eels, but he's been really solid with his mm. scores in the forties he's a very
1: consistent player and he yeah, has yeah. probably been a in what has been a lean year for the eels yeah. he's um, and but and it's unfortunate because you're not one of those players that gives you the explosiveness. Yeah. He just does his job,
2: does his run,
1: yeah. run and, metres, and the apples. Eels' problems.
2: The Eels are scoring what seven, eight points a game. You can't
0: blame Daniel. No, Alvaro and I think, the what, I think there's what I think there's like four
1: so. or five individuals that have scored more points than Parramatta as a team <laughs> yeah. this year. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Alvaro is probably not someone who needs the team no. scoring points to score well. Like he, he's probably the only bloke who walked off Lotto Land after that fifty-four yeah. new horror show with his with his head held exactly. high because he sort of still got through his tackles and didn't do much wrong. Um, Ryan Viglianti asks, I traded Cam Murray for Faitala Mariner and Graham, uh, James Graham, Wade Graham, <laughs> someone, one of the Grahams who was on his bench for Matt Dufty, um, because Graham's been unimpressive un- considering his price tag and ability are these good moves? Well I don't think Cam Murray to Fytala Mariner is a great trader. Yeah I mean
2: if you were going to trade Cam Murray then last week would have been the time to do it. This week you know he could play this week and if it's not this week then you assume he's
0: back next week so he's definitely
2: a hold. Um, Dufty I don't know I mean he was really good on the weekend he scored two tries He still only got 50 points which is obviously a good score but you're not going to have many better games than that and if 50 is his ceiling um, yeah, like you want those kind of games for a fullback to be seventy, you know, sixty, seventy, yeah. eighty points. So, mm. if he doesn't get a try, does that mean he scores thirty? Or I don't know.
1: You know it, it, I just yeah, he's not. For me, he's not a fullback that gives you know like a Tom Trebowich will give you twenty odd carries a game. And yeah, you, know, mm. you see when you watch Manly play, you know, Tommy Turbo's always around the ruck, always trying to get his hands on the ball, wants to be involved, involved, involved. Where it's almost like Matty Dufty's that that link player between the seven and the six at the Dragons to get to their edges, to get to their centres. And as we said earlier, the Dragons as a team has taken points all off each other yeah. because they are yeah. doing so well. So for me, like yeah, he's playing well on a good team, but he's not for me one of my top wing fullbacks for a few years. When you side.
2: compare, as we said earlier about um, uh, James Tedesco seemed to do nothing in that game against the Rabbitohs. The just haven't really worked out how to get the most out of Tedesco and he still scored forty two points, whereas Dufty played out of his skin, scores two tries yeah. against fifty points. You can see why Tedesco's so much. And more Ponga last capable.
1: week, CK yeah, went down the Knights went down to Melbourne quite convincingly, but Ponga still scored yeah, yeah. you know in the fifties or yeah, yeah. near near fifty. So um yeah. there's more value in those sort of players, as you say, than um you yeah, got to spend no. big for them, but yeah. Worth
0: it. yeah, yeah. I think Turbo and Ponga are both are one of probably the two main focal points in attack. I think Turbo was 21 tries this last year, mm-hmm. and he's on track to do something similar yeah. this year. And Ponga, we've all seen just in, in red hot form. Whereas Dufty's got two dominant halves, and he's more of that supporting running fullback. So when he doesn't get those tries and busts, he's not going to be as good as the other ones. Um, Callan Kelly needs a gun playing in round 13. He's only got four guarantees at the moment: Jake Toivich, Appy, Angus Crichton are options. Um, but Origin potentially for them. How about Madison Burgess to power feed Aguera, etc. <laughs> There's a lot of names A lot there. of names to fit into... Yeah. To fit into yeah. I think, right. for
1: I I think Crichton's... I'm You're off Crichton? Well, no, I he's don't... it's not OK. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think he's going to be back with Origin. Angus Crichton. No, yeah, so I think no. he's
2: safe for yeah. Origin. Um, The uh, Jake Turbo will be in the Blues team, yet one of the you first picks. Yeah. might be, I don't know. There's a lot of options at Hooker, as we've mentioned. Um... The other guys, he's talking about, Madison, Burgess, for Fafita, Guerrit, they're all good. Um, Fafita's probably going to be the best of them long term, you'd think, and not playing Origin this year. so. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, Although, this probably isn't the best week to trade him in if he's not
0: going to play. But
1: No, exactly. Yeah. Madison, I think we, we've touched on a number of times throughout the potty. He's, um, he's been a real fine this year.
0: For sure. All righty, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Um, a reminder, we do have some other podcasts on NREL.com. We've got uh, Zach Bailey and Jamie Soward going up on Thursdays and Joel Gould with Steve the Pearl Renoff on Wednesdays, the, uh, the defensive Preview Show on Wednesday afternoon, Lone Scout Q&A later in the week, and all obviously the, the late mail and late breaking news on NREL.com right up to and through the weekend. You can catch the three of us on Twitter, at Steve Turner 84 at Dom underscore and I'm at CKennedy80. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks again to our sponsors, UE. We'll catch you again next week.